The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Since the conflict in Israel began, aid groups have been calling for the protection of children on both sides. The explosion at the hospital in Gaza in recent days, which resulted in the deaths of many innocent children, has highlighted the situation that families are facing. For more on all of this, we're joined by UNICEF's Jonathan Cricks, live from Jerusalem. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. Now, what are you hearing from Gaza? Because we see a certain amount of imagery on television showing the sufferings of of adults, but particularly the sufferings of children. And we know it's only a tiny fraction of what is unfolding. I mean, we are receiving similar reports, of course, and we are very, very concerned about the the, the well-being and the lives of of children. I mean, the, the terrible uh, uh, images that came out of Al-Ahli Hospital is very much indicating how children are the first victims of, of this conflict. Um, we, we, we are, of course, monitoring and gathering figures. But what I can say is that we have more than 850 children who were uh, killed reportedly. Uh, and and in addition to that, we have Israeli children who are still being held hostage. So so the situation is, is very difficult, not only for their safety, but also the living conditions. Uh, we, we, we know that there are issues when it comes to access to water, and that is one of our key issues. The, the, the water resources are, are very much depleted and, and we have reports of people re, re using dirty, non-potable water and that has potential very big impact on, on illnesses and waterborne diseases. So we are, we are very worried. Now, in addition to uh, those who were killed and, uh, I mean, their lives are over, but there are those who've been maimed uh, in these explosions and bombings. So um, what sort of medical aid is still available in Gaza? The the the, the medical aid is, is very limited. And... Um, as you know, there are supplies which which are ready, and and we are very much calling for a humanitarian corridor and for this humanitarian aid to be able to reach every child in the Gaza Strip, wherever they are. Um, we the at the onset of the crisis uh, ten days ago, uh, UNICEF was 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 there on on the ground with medicine, with water, uh, with mental health and psychosocial support. But most of those resources have now uh, been completely depleted; they are not available anymore. And so, uh, delivering the aid has now become a matter of life or death for for the children uh, uh, in the Gaza Strip. How many people do you still have operating there? Because uh, your UNICEF representatives on the ground are in as much danger as anybody else uh, from air attack. They are exposed to exactly the same situation as 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 the as every people living in the Gaza Strip uh, uh, today. Um, and uh, yes, of course, we are concerned about our staff as we are concerned about every uh, uh, civilian who is in in the Gaza Strip. Um, I, the, I, I want to say that what what I what I receive in terms of reports and when I get in touch with colleagues, uh, they're, they're doing an amazing job. But but clearly their living conditions are extremely dire. Uh, I was in touch with one colleague who was explaining how uh, uh, he, he's living in his sister's apartment. Uh, there, there are twenty people in fifty square meter with no running water, and that creates extremely 
big issues when it comes to hygiene and 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 that's not even talking about you know getting access to potable water so yes uh, uh, civilians civilians are in a very very dire situation in, in the Gaza strip now when we heard that a, a deal had been done that the Rafa crossing would be open to allow 20 trucks through and we're thinking there may be a, a half a million people in desperate uh, straits uh, just between Gaza City and the border. Uh, it doesn't go very far. I mean, half a million people, 20 trucks, uh, not containing any fuel, of course, but just food, water, which is vital, and medical supplies. Um, it needs far, far more than this. Uh, absolutely. And and so I, I think it's, it's already a, a good sign that the UN organizations have have managed to you know uh, uh, bring that aid and to and and to have it ready uh, uh, for, from a UNICEF side we're talking about uh, 5,000 uh, 5, boxes of water purifying tablets and medicine and hygiene kits but clearly this is to support uh, only uh, uh, several uh, t- uh, 30, 40,000 people for a very limited amount of time. So this is not enough. And this is why, this is why it's extremely important that, uh, we have a humanitarian corridor, which is, which allows uh, unrestricted access for the humanitarian aid. The, that aid has to be able to be conveyed safely in a sustained manner, so in the continuity and and in a predictable way. Uh, uh, so 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 this is really what we are uh, asking for. Now the the problems uh, are, are immense. I mean, there are people who depend on insulin to stay alive. Um, insulin supplies have probably run out for many, many people. There are women who are pregnant who, you know, there's no stopping a pregnancy. It's going to uh, result in a birth in the next week or two. And those newborn children are particularly at risk. It's all services which are disrupted, all all health services. Uh, uh, UNICEF uh, uh, has been supporting one of the hospitals in a neonatal uh, uh, unit, and and I, I have received uh, images of uh, of children uh, neonates who are who are currently uh, in incubators in those hospitals, and I mean that's only one example of how worried we are. Uh, if 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 the, the the last liters of fuel which are used to for the generators to 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 put electricity because as you know electricity has been cut too so so for us I mean I'm just going to repeat what I was saying at the beginning this is why it's a matter of life or death mm-hmm. uh, uh, for children we are in the emergency phases of of this war and we don't know how long. Uh, this uh, intense military activity is going to continue, uh, be it rockets out of Gaza, bombing by Israel. Um, It's the emergency phase. Hopefully it will be very short-lived. But I'm just thinking, you in UNICEF, your job after the the violence stops is going to be immense. Uh, Schooling for children, medical care for children, nutrition for children. Uh, That's the, the, the job that UNICEF takes upon itself. It is going to be an extraordinary endeavor. It is. And I must say that for the moment, our main focus is about the emergency that that we're facing. 
uh, those urgent needs that that I highlighted uh, is is we are working twenty four seven on this. But clearly, uh, uh, and once again, I think it's important to reiterate it. Uh, 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 everyone within the UN, including and first and foremost the Secretary General, has called for an immediate cessation of of the hostilities uh, to have a humanitarian ceasefire uh, to release the hostage and and for all parties to allow uh, uh, unrestricted access uh, of, of humanitarian aid. So I, and, and then indeed, when, when we see the extent of the damages uh, made to civilian infrastructure, uh, uh, hospitals, schools, uh, it's, been, it's been, of course, obviously it's been 10 days, uh, 12 days that children are, are not going to school. Uh, the, 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 uh, you know, the Gaza Strip was also impacted by uh, uh, COVID and by other escalations, which disrupted uh, uh, the, the, the curriculum and the, the, the learning process of the, of, of the children. So, yes, we, we are also very worried about, about that. And, and as soon, and once again, uh, the immediate uh, cessation of hostilities is required for also uh, to be able to uh, rebuild yeah, because many of the the schools, if they're still standing, if they have not been targeted by aerial bombardment, I mean, the streets upon which these schools stand may not be there. Um, the children's homes may not be there. It's a desperate yes. situation. Yes, we have reports indicating that more than 150 education buildings have been uh, uh, affected by, I mean, have been damaged. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's huge. Uh, of course, of course, not all of them have been completely destroyed. And, uh, but, but just thinking about the number of, of, uh, and the extent of the, of the damages, uh, just, just turning on the, the TV, you know, gets you to understand the scope of, of, yeah. of the damages. Yes. Jonathan Cricks, uh, who is UNICEF's uh, representative, uh, head of communications for Palestine, talking to us from Jerusalem. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme. Now- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.